You all right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking very serious. Hallelujah. We're in our second part of our series on Colossians. Amen. Let's read Colossians chapter 1, verses 15 to 23. It says, He, as Jesus, is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things, and in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body of the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead that in all things he may have the preeminence. For it pleased the Father that in him all the fullness should dwell, and by him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on earth or things in heaven, having made peace through the blood of his cross. And you who were once alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, yet now he has reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and are not moved away from the hope of the gospel which you heard which was preached to every creature under heaven, for which I, Paul, became a minister. We've just been through the Easter season, haven't we? And we've, uh, if we've been in, in church at all, we've heard messages about the, the death and the resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. We've read how he was abused. He was beaten. He was slandered. He was whipped. He was punched. He was spat upon. He was absolutely abused in every way. Yet on the cross, as he hung there in agony, he was able still to say, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. And the vast majority of that massive crowd that was around that, uh, that night that morning didn't know what they were doing didn't know who he was, didn't know exactly who Jesus, he was just another man with a couple of other criminals being crucified, which is quite the sort of a normal sort of scene in Roman times. But you know, Jesus, as we read together this morning, Jesus was somebody very, very special. The Bible teaches us he is God. And for all the abuse that he suffered and for all the things he went through, I was reminded as I, I thought about this, I was reminded of a, an old sort of song I've been known for many years around, a sort of song type hymn. It said, he could have called 10,000 angels 
to destroy the world and set him free. He could have called 10,000 angels, but he died alone for you and for me. You see, he had the power to call a legion of angels to come and set him free if he had wanted to. But he had already committed himself to his father in the Garden of Gethsemane. So, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup pass from me. But nevertheless, not my will, but yours be done. Because, you see, he laid aside for the body. Again, you get, you get these songs that come through your head when you're, you're preparing something, you know. Uh, you just know that, that God is saying something about how Jesus laid aside his majesty, gave up everything for me, suffered at the hands of those he had created. You took all my sin and shame when you died and rose again. Now he's reigning in heaven. Hallelujah! But he came, but that's what's what Jesus did. The Bible teaches us that he laid aside his, his divinity. He laid aside his, his majesty. He laid aside his glory. And he took upon himself the form of a servant, the form of a man, uh, weak, uh, the Bible says, in all points tempted just like we are. You know, are you tempted? <coughs> Jesus was tempted. Are you, do you get angry? Jesus got angry. We got angry for the right reasons. We got angry for the wrong reasons. <laughs> you know, he was a man, just a human being, just like us. But he was still God, all completely human, completely man, but completely God. And no matter how well he was treated, Paul reminds us who Jesus is. He is God. He was the Word by whom everything was made. Paul reminds us that in the beginning, like John said at the beginning of his Gospel, in the beginning was the Word. Jesus. Jesus was at the beginning. He was the word that went forth into the void, went forth into the darkness, went forth into the chaos, and said, let there be light. He was the word that spoke into creation, into being. I, I don't know. I've got no problems with, uh, you know, in my theology about dinosaurs. I've got no problem with that. I got no problem with, uh, the only thing I have a problem with is, um, I'm afraid I might look like a monkey, but I'm not descended from monkeys. <laughs> because God made man in his own image. He created, Jesus is the creator God. He spoke the word and everything came into being. And that's incredible. We forget that sometimes. We, 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 the world doesn't know him. 
Is he, is he preached, is said from the cross, Father, forgive them, they don't know what they do. And the problem is a lot of people in the world today don't know what, don't know what they're doing. When they ignore him and just have nothing to do with him. When he was the one who laid aside everything and came into the world to die upon the cross, that through his shed blood we might know the forgiveness of sins and be reconciled back to God. Jesus died that you and I would be reconciled back to Father God. And he is bringing everything back. It's, you know, everything is going in a great big circle. And it's coming back under the Lordship of Jesus. I was, uh, my wife and sister-in-law have a, a hairdresser come to our house to have their hair done, you know. And uh, she very kindly cuts my hair for me as well, which I'm very pleased about. But uh, she came uh, just the beginning of last week and she, um, she was cutting my hair and we were chatting away and she was saying, Oh, she said, I was ever so upset last night. I said, why is that? She said, uh, I was watching the television and it was telling us about Putin is going to send his nuclear weapons to Britain. How he's going to destroy things. And she said, I went to bed. She said, I was terrified. I was frightened to death. She said, I went to bed. I was so afraid. And so I began to talk to her. And I said, you're nothing to be afraid of, you know. Absolutely nothing to be afraid of. You know, because Jesus is Lord. He's in charge. God, our God's in charge of everything. Putin can do nothing. Except our God allows him to. He can go do not a single thing. That's why, you know, uh, over the last few years, we've suffered. Haven't we? We've been into it. We've been under what I would call a season of fear. First of all, we had COVID, and people were afraid of dying. And then we had we had this invasion of Ukraine, and Putin threatening all and sundry with his nuclear arsenal and all the rest. And people were getting into fear. But you know, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And see, our God gives us a sound mind because he changes our mind, because he turns our mind away from the things that bring fear and cause fear and turn our minds and our hearts upon him, who is the king. He's Lord. He's He's in control. This is what we've got to remember, folks. He is in the Lord. He is in control. Now, I was always ever so glad that after we had, she had finished cutting my hair, she turned to me and she said, Now, I'm ever so glad I've talked to you this morning. She said, You've really cheered me up. You've really taken away a lot of the fear that was in my heart. Last night, I will praise the Lord. See, people need to know the truth. 
When you tell people the truth of what really is going on, when you tell people the truth about Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life, when you tell them about Him and tell it as it is, things change. People's minds and hearts change because He is Lord. He also says in, in Colossians, Paul writes in the Colossians, says, He is the head of the body. Now, what body is that? That's the body of Christ. The body of Christ. He is the head. There are some verses over in uh, Ephesians 4, very well known verse, Ephesians 4 11, it says uh, that Jesus gave gifts. You know, did you know? The Holy Spirit gives gifts, doesn't he? Did you know Jesus gives gifts as well? Jesus gives gifts, says in 3 and 4 11, Jesus gave us gifts of apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Why did he give us those gifts? He gave us those gifts that we might grow up and to be mature in him. That's Let's, I'll, I'll read those four, these verses, a few verses in Ephesians 4 11. If I can find them. And it says, He gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the equipment of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come to the unity of the faith. And of the knowledge of the Son of God to a perfect man, to the measure of the stature of the foolish of the fullness of Christ, that we should no longer be children tossed to and fro and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, in the cunning craftiness of deceitful plotting. But speaking the truth in love may grow up in all things into him who is the head, Christ. You see, that's why Jesus is the head. That we as the body might grow up to be mature and not put aside the, the trickery of the, the, the doctrine. I'll tell you, someone once said something, if I can remember it correctly, you've probably heard it yourselves before. It says that in this, in this day and age, people will not believe things that are wrong. They'll believe anything. And that's the problem with people today. They'll believe anything. There are so many variations of uh, beliefs and everything else, but you know there is only one truth, and that is the Lord Jesus Christ. I want to say to you this morning that Jesus has given us gifts in the body of Christ that we might grow up into him and that we might mature that we might come into that place where we know what we believe and not only do we know what we believe we stand up for what we believe and we speak out what we believe and we declare what we believe because Jesus is the way, 
the truth and the life. Uh, I have some more, some more to say, but what he, God has done is he, that we might be presented to him. See, Jesus does this, that we may be presented to the Father, holy and blameless, and above reproach. And that's what God is going to do. I want to say to you that uh, the Bible teaches me there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Yeah, yeah. There's so much fear in the world about are, we, are the ice caps going to melt? Are we all going to drown? I'm not saying that these aren't, these aren't genuine concerns about a lot of people, but what I am saying is that God has everything under control. Nothing takes God by surprise. You better understand that. Nothing takes him by surprise. He, he's, he's before all things, and he's through all things, and he's beyond. He, we are coming into everything that he has for us. Brothers and sisters, we need to stand up and be counted in this day of, of so much confusion and fear and everything else until we know we are certain that we have discharged the calling upon our lives to declare Jesus Christ as Lord. I, I hope so much I'm, I'm, I'm finished, I'm finished now. We're going to move on into the communion. We're going to remember what Jesus did for us when his body was broken. We're going to remember what Jesus did for us when his blood was shed. But I want to ask you this morning, do you know Jesus as your Savior and your Lord? Because if you don't, you can't do this morning. Jesus died upon the cross. He suffered all that even though he was God, even though he is the Lord of all the earth, he went through all that so that you might, you, might be reconciled to Father God. And I just pray that this morning that if God is stirring, the Holy, the Holy Spirit is stirring your heart, and stirring your spirit, stirring your mind as to maybe, just maybe, this is something I need to do. I pray that you would come to myself or to Sam, or to any of the other uh, stewards here, and just, just say, I'd, I'd like to know Jesus. I'd like to know him as my Savior. But I'd like to know him as my Lord. Because if ever I need somebody to control my life, <laughs> it's now. And Jesus knows how to do things well. Jesus does all things well. He's, he is, he has a plan and a purpose for your life, each and every one of us. God has a plan and a purpose for your life. 
and he is in control of every situation concerning your life. You're looking for a job, he's got the job for you. You're looking for the calling that you want, he's got the calling for you. You're looking for a husband, he's got the husband for you. You're looking for a wife, he's got the wife for you. God is in control. Jesus is Lord. And Jesus will be Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's stand right now.